1: Hello and welcome to this episode of the E-commerce Masterplan podcast. I'm Chloe the Creator and host of this award-winning show and it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. This week we've got a new sponsor on the show, Cloudways, who do website hosting. I actually moved all our websites to their hosting in January this year and it was such an easy process. I did it all myself and I didn't screw it up or get stressed. Um, and even better than that, it had a ridiculously positive impact on the speed of the websites. So, on the Google Speed Index, I got an average improvement of twenty-two point five points per website. That is phenomenal Uh, SEO impact for just a few hours work. So I wanted to let you guys know that um, as you're about to hear several of their adverts over the next couple of weeks Um, and really particularly relevant for those of you who are on WooCommerce, Magento or your own or do your own hosting, whatever platform you may be on. In today's episode, we are getting into the world of insurance. I know not necessarily the most exciting topic you think of when you think about e-commerce, but we're going to be talking to someone who's whose business is really interesting because they're changing and making in buying insurance products a lot easier for e-commerce businesses. But we're also going to get into the different types of insurance you should be considering if you're in an e-commerce business. So what they are, how they function, why you might think about getting them. So, if insurance has been something that you're trying to ignore because it all sounds a bit tedious, um, this is your kind of quick fix set of answers that you need to know to know um, what insurance you might need and to guide you through the world of what you might want to put in place for your business. Now, a couple of housekeeping points before we get into it. First off, Um, This is not proper insurance advice. Neither Megan nor I are giving you advice on what you should do. And we thoroughly recommend you speak to an insurance professional before buying any um, insurance products. Secondly, we will be covering this from the UK perspective. So we're using UK terminology, but everything we're saying is as relevant to you wherever you are in the world and very similar types of insurance will be available to you wherever you are. So yes, we're going to use the UK terminology, um, but you will find possibly with exactly the same names, you'll find exact all the same types of insurance wherever you are in the world because it's all the same stuff that you can in- insure. Possibly this little intro I've just done is more complicated than the episode itself, so things are about to get easier for you. Uh, Before we get into all of that though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash Master Plan. Is your website slow? Has your online business outgrown your current hosting provider? If you answered yes to either of those questions, it's time to move over to Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting provider that is built for online businesses. From a hassle-free launch to smooth server operations, Cloudways is your partner in scaling your e-commerce business to greater success. Go to cloudways.com and use the promo code masterplan to sign up for a new Cloudways account and get a free $25 hosting credit. And now to introduce today's guest expert, Megan Bingham-Walker is the co-founder and CEO at Anansi, an e-commerce insurance specialist. Hello, Megan. Hello, Chloe. Thanks so much for coming on. I don't think, in fact, I know we have never, ever talked about insurance on the show, so I'm really interested to get into it. But before we get into insurance, how did you get involved in e-commerce? Well,
2: I mean, to be honest, I've only been in e-commerce for the last, um, you know, few years. Really, partially, uh, my introduction to e-commerce was actually as a as a founder myself. I had a sort of side project where I started a, a small um, project to sell stainless steel straws. You know, when people were really worried about the environment. You know, on you know the Amazon marketplace, and I came across this issue of uh, insurance. You know, you know, even when you're selling relatively low volumes of items. You know, getting the right insurance in place for your business is is really critical because you don't want to make a mistake where you know if you accent sell something that accidentally injures or you know you can kill someone that you aren't properly covered. So uh, that was really my first in, um, introduction to insurance.
1: Ah, uh, cool. And um, and what? What led you, because, you know, um, I'm not going to reel off what's on your LinkedIn profile, but you've had a lot of jobs where you've been helping small businesses and businesses to, to grow. What's led you to be, to found an insurance specialist business? Because that's quite, uh, it's, it's not the most obvious place people go.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's not at all. So, I mean, I guess my introduction to insurance came from some of the projects I was working in data science um, and in sort of machine learning. And, you know, I was, I, I came across the insurance industry because I was aware that they were looking to use, uh, data, particularly connected data and machine learning to, you know, really bring, you know, much more, uh, sort of, you know, to reduce the friction around insurance and to really bring some of these products, which, you know, typically you have, you know, huge forms, still PDF forms, fax machines in some cases, and to really to bring them into the 21st century. So that was really my introduction to the insurance um, industry. And my co-founder, Anna, also comes from a sort of a fintech background. So together we could see You know that within you know as you already know with banking applications and in other areas of fintech there's a a lot that is already being done to bring data to improve products whereas in insurance you maybe see that it's a few years behind so we wanted to be you know really part of that revolution in
1: insurance it's often the case with with financial products that we see them get better for consumers before they get better for businesses I mean, like, I've just gone through the process of applying for a new credit card for the business. And oh my God, it was so painful. I had to do face to face meetings and everything. Whereas, you know, you can apply for a consumer credit card quite quickly. So, are you you bringing the that ease of insurance purchase that we have when we're going for our car insurance or our house insurance to the world of business? Is that the the plan?
2: No, that's absolutely the plan. And you're exactly right. You know, you know, we, I guess the, the sort of the, you know, what we've seen is improvements in fintech and banking applications then improvements in consumer insurance products and the poor business ins- insurance products are still you know in the dark ages and especially for these small businesses you know i guess the gap between you know the experience you have you know, on the consumer side and, and as a small business, it sh- shouldn't be so different, really, because you know these are still often relatively simple transactions. So it makes no sense that you can apply for a personal credit card and you can get it within twenty-four hours, and the business credit cards, and, and you have to go through the process that you went through, you know, that you just described.
1: Okay, so let's talk about what sort of insurance an e-commerce store should have, because I've been in e-commerce for almost 20 years now and I honestly couldn't tell you what sort of insurance a store owner should be considering getting. I haven't got a clue what you know other than like personal you know the general business insurance and those things we all have to have you know and employee safety and those kind of things I have no idea what the specific insurance for an e-commerce business should be so what what sorts of insurance should an e-commerce business be considering?
2: So, I mean, obviously, I guess, legally, you know, the real insurance that you need is the is employer's uh, liability insurance. So that's, I guess, the the cornerstone. But as an e-commerce business, you know, if, if you look at the range of risks that you face, I guess, you know, the one that would be. You know possibly the highest liability view as an e-commerce business owner would be product liability so this is actually the one that i described earlier you know if you were to sell something and it could be anything and then that product went on to injure someone you could then actually be liable you know for lawsuits you know, for personal injury claims you know which can run into many millions of pounds and you know it really doesn't really matter what you're selling because you know accidents do happen with you know almost any any product you know if, particularly if there are manufacturing flaws that you have haven't um you know appreciated or designed flaws so product liability is vital for anyone selling
1: anything online so is that if we're the manufacturer or is that also if we're just a distributor of that product if we're buying someone else's product and selling it do we still need that kind of insurance
2: no that's a really good point you do still need that insurance the difference will be that the rating of that product will be different depending on whether so for example if you're white, if you're private labeling a product you are considered to be the manufacturer So you really need to have the sort of the highest level of product liability insurance because your liability as a a white label business is is much higher. Whereas if you're just reselling a product, the uh, liability would partially pass through to the manufacturer. So, again, this is a detail which, you know, when you fill in your insurance application, your broker would want to see sort of evidence of what the relationship is between you as a seller and your manufacturer.
1: Ah, oh, interesting. So even if as a white label we think that's all on the manufacturer. It really isn't because we we take on, if from a an insure or from a legal standpoint, we're taking on some responsibility for the quality of the product.
2: Absolutely, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate that. Uh, and you obviously don't want to have a, you know really nasty surprise, you know, when the, the worst comes to the worst sort of thing. You need to make sure that you are, you know really aware of what your liabilities are and what your relationship is. Um, and also that you have you know cover for you know you know who your manufacturers are and you, you've chosen people that do have their own insurance if you you know then wanted to you know take action against them if there was to be a you know a, a issue with the product that you know is really out of your control.
1: Oh, it quite quickly gets quite complicated doesn't it
2: absolutely and because of the you know potential sums involved you know it, i mean it's what's interesting is that insurance itself often isn't really a very costly you know this is something you know for the smallest businesses can be you know 20 30 pounds a, a month but you know if you aren't you know if you're not covered with with the right amount then the, the liability is you know many millions of pounds so it's really a question of making sure you have you know given the right information to your broker and you have the right cover so that you know if things do happen you know the, the point of insurance is really to protect you at that point
1: yeah it's um it's not a lot to pay to for that peace of mind is it that that if if something happens you're not suddenly going to be several million in the hole exactly yes okay so I interrupted you. We got as far as product liability and then I interrupted you. So what's next? Okay. So what's
2: next? So what's next would be, I guess, cyber liability. So, you know, we're all running online businesses. You know, we were just talking about GDPR, data breaches, stolen data. And, you know, that you know, it's it's big business at the moment, especially with the you know the increase in volumes that we've seen of, of on, online trading. So cyber liability pro, uh, policies really protect any business that's storing particularly sensitive customer data that could be uh, you know used um, and abused, as it were.
1: Okay, so that's so, so cyber liability is kind of like any any business online. That's not necessarily an e-commerce specific one, but it's one we need to be aware of.
2: Absolutely, yes so yeah, any business with uh, information that's stored on online um or liable to any form of cyber crimes
1: nice um and
2: anything else so then you have i guess the issues around cargo and delivery so and and stock so you know these are uh, you know i guess are where you know you, you, you obviously have as an online business you're moving goods from you know a manufacturer to your you know your warehouse or your third-party logistics firm and then on to the consumer. So there's obviously always going to be risks every time you know stock is moved and where it's stored you know there may be issues of theft and that sort of thing so you know making sure that you know your you know your business is protected is something else that you can get cover for and also your own equipment so you know you have your own computers you know your phones you may have your ring lights you know any your camera equipment you know all of these things actually add up and you know if you do have accidents or breakages with any of those things again insurance can be there so that you know it's not a major disaster when you drop your your camera you know when you want to record something
1: yes we often often think about the fact that now we've got everything in the cloud it's quite easy to replace things you know, if if your computer breaks, that's not the whole business lost because it's existing in the cloud somewhere. But of course, you do also have to pay to replace that computer, don't you?
2: Exactly, and then it's a cash flow issue. So again, the whole point of insurance is to really smooth you through, uh you know, through these ups and downs. So you know, it's it's really about sort of sharing that risk rather than having to, you know, because often we've spoken to many businesses, and you know, I guess that you know, you you can just absorb it, you know, and often people do absorb some of the costs. That you know, I'm telling you about all of the potential suite of insurance products that you could have for your business and you may pick and choose you know the ones that are the most important for you at the particular stage of development that you are but I mean overall the whole point of insurance is really to help you to smooth these ups and downs of your business
1: yes and i think you know it's it it seems to me that you might go well we've only got two laptops and we can probably manage to cash flow our way through replacing two laptops and a mobile phone maybe but what we probably can't cash flow our way through, no matter how big the business is, is a big product liability claim. So I guess we, we've got to kind of take our own personal feelings around risk and, and reward into this as we decide which insurance we go for. No,
2: I think that's absolutely the case. And it will depend on your business and, you know, your own circumstances. And it's interesting you talk about the escalation of risk, because, you know, as you say, you know, you start up with the small things like, you know, goods, you know, you lose maybe one or 2% of your packages each month. And, you know, for some businesses, that's something they can absorb. But then when you get to the point, you know, it depends on, you know, if you have a much higher cost of sale, there's a sort of inflection point where, you know, for some businesses, you know, really, they don't want to lose a bike or two, you know, every month that that does become, quite, you know, you know, really, really quite costly for for their business. So, you know, it really just depends on the nature of your business. But talking about escalation, you know, one thing that's happened that's been very interesting this year is around business interruption. So what we saw, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic is, you know, the real sort of disruption in the supply chain. And again, this is another area where insurance can potentially play a role where, you know, for example, if, you know, you have a loss of income over a period of time because you aren't able to access your stock or if your e-commerce platform goes down for example if you're you know somehow you know suspended from the Amazon platform for you know some unfair reason for a number of weeks and you you know you really lose a lot of you know your income during that time there is insurance that's potentially available depending on your circumstances to smooth you through those unexpected events you know similarly you know i guess traditionally that would have been if you have a fire you know and your you know your your business burns down but you know obviously online businesses you know different risks. You know, the Amazon suspension is the equivalent
1: of a of a fire, I guess, in, in this market. Yes, and but it's considerably more difficult to recover from in terms of working out the steps to go through, I think. <laughs> um, oh, look, there's been a fire. We need to buy new stock, build a new office, et cetera. Whereas an Amazon, yeah, not, not a fun place to be in either scenario. So we've so we've got, I think, let me recap because I think I'm hoping I've written them all down. We've got product liability insurance, cyber liability. We've got equipment insurance. We've got business interruption. And then we've got cargo delivery and st- Stock.
2: Yeah, and sort of own equipment. I've kind of grouped them sort of together, and then I guess the final one that I wanted to talk about is about payment fraud. You know, because again, that's something that I think a lot of people have experienced maybe more in in recent months. You know, with the increasing volumes um, of trade online, and a lot of people have been coming to us talking about you know an increase in chargebacks and credit card fraud and that sort of thing. And you know, it, you know, it, there is potentially insurance, but there may be also tools that you can have within your business to you know preempt some of. Those those issues um, beforehand. So you know, maybe a mixed. It's one of those sort of grey areas where is it an insurance issue or is it just more kind of data and, and sort of business management type issue. But you know, again, there are there are options there to support you.
1: I imagine with that one, the the more options you've got within your business to prevent it, the cheaper the insurance therefore becomes.
2: And I think that's also the direction insurance is really moving, particularly as we have access to more data on business. So, you know, in the the past where you just filled in a long insurance form, you know, every five years and, you know, you paid the same amount for five years. That was a really different, you know, situation to the one we're in now, where we have access to much more continuous transactional data on businesses. So I think the way insurance is moving is to become a more dynamic tool to really help you manage your business and also maybe even give you some information on what you can be doing to help to manage those risks. So it's not just a one-way thing where we're trying to sell insurance, and you know where you don't have risks. It's it's also you know really empowering businesses to know how to manage their whole risk landscape in a, in a more sophisticated way than perhaps we could have done in the past.
1: Which makes perfect sense, really, doesn't it? Because it's in it's in both the retailer and the insurance company's interest to avoid the problem that we're insuring against happening. Exactly. Because for the retailer, even if even if we've got the insurance, there's the disruption and the frustration and the manpower it takes to fix whatever the problem is and the fact our premiums will inevitably go up. But there's also, you know, from the insurance company's policy, you know, point of view, they'll have to pay out if something happens. So it, it does make sense that we should all be working together to try and improve these things.
2: I think that's absolutely the case. And also, I mean, I think, you know, insurance has got a really bad wrapper with uh, these premiums going up. And again, that's something with the you know the data that we have available to that really your premium should be going down if you are taking the actions you know that would enable you to reduce your risk. So, you know, I give an example with the goods and transit insurance that, you know, that we've been working on, you know, obviously there's a, a you know, a, you know, difference in the le- in the likely risk of a loss or delay in your package depending on which of the couriers you utilize for your um you know for your, your business. And I think over time what we'll see is um you know the insurance incentivizing um you know business owners to you know to to really manage that. So you know there's a balance between you know what you would pay for that courier um, sort of transit and what you pay for the insurance and how that that's sort of the crossover point to sort of incentivize you know more of a fair distribution of the risk uh, you know for, for your business and for the consumer as well.
1: And then we can weigh up the, especially when it comes to delivery, we can then weigh up the cost of those enhanced tracked services, which of course give a better experience to the customer because they know more about when that parcel is going to be arriving. They can be in, send it to a safe place or something. But also we can weigh that up against the reduction that that gives us on our insurance. When you take those together, it might actually be overall more profitable to go for the higher value delivery option because it, increases customer happiness, leads to fewer things, you know, parcels being lost in the post and reduces our insurance premium. So we're, it's kind of a more all-encompassing way of looking at business.
2: Exactly. And that's, you know, that's really, I guess, what, what we're trying to bring with this product. We want to be the sort of partner on the insurance side, you know, with a, you know, a, a wider view of, of what the business is rather than, you know, just sort of taking a narrow, you know, uh, look at, you know, the sort of traditional forms as it were.
0: E-commerce Master Plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are.
1: Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, Platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit Klaviyo.com/masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com/masterplan. Cloudways, a managed cloud hosting provider that is all about simplicity and freedom. Cloudways supports all major e-commerce platforms, including WooCommerce and Magento. It offers performance-oriented features such as managed backups, free SSL certificates, Cloudways CDN, built-in caches, security, and 24-7 support. Go to cloudways.com and use the promo code masterplan to sign up for a new Cloudways account and you'll get a free $25 hosting credit.
0: It's time for the top tips round.
1: Okay, Megan, We'll we'll go back into the world of insurance shortly. But first off, um, I'm, we'll do that because I'm sure a lot of you are going, what's Megan's product? I want to know about Megan's product. It sounds good. But first of all, we're going to do the top tips because um, I love this section, as I know a lot of our listeners do, because it gives us all some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Megan, you ready for these? I am ready, Yes. Excellent. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend?
2: So the book I'd like to recommend is a book called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John Mann. I don't know if you've ever come across it. I can almost reach it from where i'm standing right now i'm sorry if you have this as a top tip in the past i don't think we have so please please bring it on and i you know the reason i i mean i love this book and also i do think it's relevant to you know to what we've been discussing you know throughout this this podcast so far so you know really you know what this book is is it you know it's really talking about how you know in in business you know the more you give the you know the more successful you can be and it was really about how you can you know really help your customers to be as successful as possible. And then, you know, it's a win-win and everyone grows as a result. So I would really, you know, recommend this, you know, for anyone feeling a bit blocked or, you know, struggling to uh, meet any any goals and to, you know, to really take a different perspective on, on you know, how you can move forward and, and bring other people along with you.
1: Nice. Okay. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
2: So the marketing tip I think doesn't get the press it deserves is doing things that don't scale. So we are an early stage startup, you know, and we're doing really the, you know, marketing methods, which are the sort of heavy lifting, you know, really starting to generate traffic for, for the business. So, you know, content marketing, um, you know. Building our YouTube channel, you know, webinars, and you know, really just getting out there, knocking on doors, and you know, because no one wakes up in the morning thinking about insurance, so uh, <laughs> it's a uh, good, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's where we're starting.
1: Cool, I like that the heavy lifting options, which which I think we we can get a little bit overly obsessed with our fast track marketing methods that scale, but sometimes the ones which take the manpower they're the ones that can drive the biggest results. I really like that tip. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day?
2: Um, So, yes. So, I mean, we've been a fully distributed team from day one. So, uh, you know, we're actually even located in different countries at the moment. So the the top tip that I would uh, want to give is a um, a tool called Donut Buddies, which is embedded within Slack. And it enables us, it sort of automatically pairs us with other members of the team for a sort of a coffee meeting uh, once a week. So we have the opportunity to interact more socially rather than just you know having business meetings all day with each other.
1: Nice. So kind of like a a, a round robin, who's having coffee with who this week with no agenda for the meeting? Exactly. Yes.
2: Cool. And sometimes it can involve a, a beer or non-alcoholic beverage of your choice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something which, uh, which even businesses who are all in the same office could probably benefit from. <laughs> um, but uh, right, the growth top tip then. If, if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them?
2: So my number one tip for a business growing that rapidly um, is to make sure you have the right insurance for your business. So sorry to be banging on back about insurance, but I think it's really important um, on two fronts to firstly, make sure you are fully covered because, you know, with growth comes more risk and more diverse risk and to ensure that you have the right insurance rated, you know, because some businesses grow that quickly because they maybe expand from one product category to multiple product categories. Have you and Informs your broker of the change in product category because even the change from selling adult bikes to children's bikes has a huge difference uh, from an insurance perspective. So you just need to make sure that you are, you know, ensuring going back to the liability issues we were talking about before that uh, your insurance is scaling alongside your your business.
1: I love it, Megan, and I love the fact you brought us background to insurance because we alluded to the insurance product, the kind of like the. The groundbreaking, rule-breaking, changing the way of buying insurance um, work that you're doing Anansi throughout, but we haven't yet really explained it. So could you please tell us how your insurance products work and, and then we'll go into where people can find you. So what we're doing at Anansi is we're building a platform to
2: deliver automated insurance products to e-commerce businesses. So how our platform works is that we are you know, bringing insurance into the tools which you know, e-commerce Business owners are already using to manage their business. So, we're starting with the Shopify platform and we're adding other platforms, you know, over time, plugins to other platforms over time. And then we're leveraging the data on your business in order to bring you insurance products which are, you know, relevant to your business and where we automate the claims process as far as possible. And that's really the key differentiator. It's both having a very smooth and frictionless onboarding process and an automation around the claims. So our first product is Off-Course Cover, which is a goods in transit product. And essentially how this works is that we track all of your uh, parcels to see which ones are late um, or lost, entirely during the delivery process. And then when the system detects a late or lost parcel, we then pay back, you know, based on the data, the claim without you having to, you know, fill in any further claims, uh, administration or forms. So it really takes a lot of the, you know, admin on your side away and also gives you just much greater certainty of what you would be able to get as a claim, because we pay the retail value of the cart minus a 15% deductible.
1: For the claim. Well, wow, so you, you automatically pay back as well as taking all the hassle out of um out of actually filling in the form in the first place.
2: Yes, exactly. So I mean that's the thing. We see the future of insurance to be making it a lot more simple. So bring insurance into where you know you you it would be useful for you to to see it taking away the admin and getting the insurance product and then automatically paying the claims so that, you know, you don't have to do anything again. You know, giving often, what you find is, you know, if you have a claim, you're giving the information to the insurance company that they already should have Often, or you know, you know, so it just feels like you're repeating work. Whereas, you know, we we're saying why should you be doing that when the date, you know, often much of this information is already available. You know, we maybe just, you know, in some cases would need to check a few things, and then, you know, there's no reason why, you know, particularly for goods in transit, which is where we're starting, we can't have a fully automated process. And and then we'll add other other insurance products, you know, the more general insurance products over time. Um, Some of those may not be fully automated, but we're going to try as far as we can and with our insurance partners to, to get as close to that as possible.
1: Excellent. Well, where if people are interested in, uh, in checking out off course, then um, where do they need to go?
2: So our website is, uh, for the goods and transit product is off cover, which is www.offcoursecover.com. Um, and our, you know, that's our product website. Our business website is www.withanancy.com. And that's where you can look at the wider information we have around our platform and our, our future partnerships, um, and, and growth.
1: Okay, so just so everyone's clear out there, we're saying off course cover, which is O F F C O U R S E C O V E R dot Yes, that's perfect. Excellent. Well there you go, guys. And and Megan, are you selling to all countries and covering parcels being delivered to all places, or is this a UK specific one at the moment?
2: Okay, so we launched in the UK for domestic shipments in October 2020. And by the time you're hearing this, we will be live for international shipments from the UK to Europe. And then beyond that, we, we will be looking to add other territories, first within Europe and then US and also actually in Japan, we have some opportunities that we're exploring at the moment as well. So, I mean, my advice to anyone listening to this would be to head over to our website and subscribe to our mailing list so that you know, you know, you're the first to know of when we launch in various territories.
1: Excellent. Well, look, Megan, thank you for for giving us all that information about the product and for creating it as well, because I can see this is going to probably actually lead to some e-commerce businesses getting around to doing their insurance who just haven't quite got around to it because the forms are too intimidating. Um, So thank you for building it. Thank you for coming on and talking about the insurance side of e-commerce. I now have a list of things we should be looking at. um, And I'm sure a lot of the audience have gone, wow. It's time I chatted to, the, to a broker and headed over to, uh, to Megan's site. So um, so thanks for coming on the show. It's been really, really great chatting with you. Well, thanks for inviting me. And, you know, thanks for the opportunity to speak to your audience, because, you know, as you
2: say, most people who are running an e-commerce business don't get up in the morning and think about insurance. But, um, you know, at least this has been an opportunity to, you know, find out a little bit more about what the options are and how, you know, how you can best protect your business, even if it's not us, you know, maybe at least it sparks some ideas for you to look at in the future Anyway.
1: So, there you have it, our little guide to the type of insurance you should be considering if you're in e-commerce. Now, just to remind you, um, neither Megan nor I were giving you any specific insurance advice there. And we recommend you seek the advice of a specialist, of an expert in the field before you um, start buying insurance, uh, just to make sure you're getting the insurance that you need and also, we were talking broadly from the UK perspective with the names of the insurance types and so forth. But of course, um, you will also find very similar types of insurance wherever you are in the world. Now, to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including uh, Megan's top tips and links to what we've mentioned, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Well, thank you for tuning in to this and every episode of the eCommerce Master Plan podcast. Those of you who've made it this far through an episode about insurance, Good on you, because it's a crucial thing. And I think what the Anansi team team are doing is uh, is going to make your lives a lot easier to organise your insurance. Well, look, I as you know, I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So please, 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 if you know some other people running a D2C business, a B2B e-commerce business, selling to consumers... Let them know about the show because I'd love to help them improve their businesses as well. I hope you have a great week and keep optimising.
0: Thank you for listening to the eCommerce Masterplan podcast. Find out more at eCommerceMasterplan.com podcast.